Welcome to Rediscovering the Bible. We are humbled and honored to be here with you. The purpose of this show is to channel the authority of Scripture by presenting the Bible to modern people from its origins. The Bible was not written to us, but it was written for us. We can and should act on what we receive from studying it. Welcome back. So we're on episode three of Rediscovering the Bible. I'm Matt, and this is Pastor Jaime Ramirez. How are you, Jaime? I am good and uh, ready to kick this one off, right? Yep. So we are talking today about extra biblical literature. And so if anybody wants to learn a fancy new word this week, it's deuterocanonical literature, right? Yes. <laughs> you want I'm to impress glad. your Bible nerd friends? Yeah, I'm glad you're here to pronounce that because I. Uh... <laughs> so. I guess to start off with, um, why do we care about extra-biblical literature? Uh, There is, throughout history, um, there's a lot of literature, by the way. It's a lot of extra literature. Uh, Throughout history, there's some that have taken some of this literature real serious. Uh, there, there's some stuff out there that is really out there that is not. That, so, so there, there are different ways to to do it. How, why we should care? Uh, some of the stuff we shouldn't care. Uh, some of the stuff I think it is informative. You know, uh, it, it gives us a uh, a way to see how different cultures. If you don't take it for. Um, if you don't take it as, as something that is uh, that is legit, at least you can learn the cultural backgrounds or the people that wrote it, because they they assume or they mention things in their culture, and you can match that to the scriptures, right? So for that, it's one of the main reasons that you should consider it um, to to see that it gives you an, an extra uh, window to a different world, uh, an an ancient world, right? Yeah, so there are certain writings that the the biblical authors had and that shaped the way they thought and the way they wrote, right? Yes. So we have a a list, and and this will be in the show notes on the site, but... uh, a list of various kinds of extra biblical literature. So there's proto canonical, and that um, you had mentioned this is a work used in public service. And so when I I look at that, I think of maybe a catechism. Is that what that is? No. When uh, so 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 all this extra literature is broken down into into different into three. Uh, Three main sections, right? Uh, one is traditions. Uh, then you have editions and manuscripts, and then you have extra documents. Uh, throughout history, tradition views uh, certain literature in these different ways that you're that you're talking about, right? When when it says that it works, uh, works used in public service as basis of as doctrine, that means that. They use it like we use the Bible. They uh, public services in their service. They they read it out loud. 
and they use it as a as a doctrine as well. Okay. Right. There's there's some. Um, well, I'm gonna let you go through that list, and then we'll define it. Okay. So the second one is the Deutero Canon, and so these are works that are also used in public service, but they're not a basis of doctrine. Correct. Uh, so that would be like the Psalms. They will read the Psalms out loud, but they don't use that as a doctrine. That's certain certain traditions. Um, they don't. They just they just do it like like a hymnal, like you write a hymnal, right? That's not doctrine, doctrinal necessarily, uh, where you stand your foundation of doctrine, but it's, they still use it in their service and they still read it as something that is uh, um, uh, public service. So I guess that's what, that's what that means. Okay. And then we have the Trito Canon. So these are works that are good to ingest, but not used for services or doctrine. Yes. So this is something you read, uh, probably has a good, you know, what it means is that you can read it. Like let's say the book of Enoch, right? It it gives you uh, cultural backgrounds. It gives you a different view, different, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, Um, but you don't bring that into the service of the church and read it out loud and, and, and base your doctrine out of it. Right. So that's not something you even make a reading of in public or the church. This is something you just do on your own. Okay. So by way of example, um, what's an example of a proto-canonical work? Uh, the, the, the Book of Psalms would be one of them, right? Um, I guess when, uh, let me see, we can go through the whole list. And as we go through the, through the list, when we get to some of the traditions, uh, I'll, I'll mention a couple of the books. And then what uh, the in what uh, section they fall into. So let's 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 go through the definitions of of, uh, of this. You know. All right. So the next one is additional material works that are bound, sometimes included in a Bible, but they're not canonical. Correct. So that would be some some some, some traditions would add extra books. Um, and, and, and but they're not canonical, right? Uh, Roman Catholics, for example, the, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, they have these extra books in there. They're not canonical. They're just uh, uh, additional material. All right. And then we have questionable works. <clears throat> and these are works that are debated and in terms of what, as to whether we should even yeah. read them or? Yes. Yes. Uh, there's a big debate about what is a uh, heretic radicals and what is not. And so that's basically what that is. There's, there's still a debate about it, right? Uh, there's still, there's still things like the gospel of Mary Magdalene, that kind of thing is still debate. Well, for some people. Um, All right. And then non canonical works. Um, so What's the difference between, or are we saying there's different levels of the canon? I mean, you have yeah, the biblical uh, words. There are different levels on the sense of how different traditions view it. Even though some accept it, uh, they understand that it's non-canonical, right? That it doesn't fit in, that it's not, a, a, you know, our last episode we dealt with 
uh, what is the inspired word of God? Well, this is not necessarily that it's not bad, but they don't feel like it was inspired by God, right? It can have some factual things uh, in 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 the book, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is um, uh, that that it is inspired by God. Okay. All right. So now you want to look at some examples of each kind. Yeah. So we'll. I mean, I, I think it, it's, it's a long list, right? So we'll we'll go through some things, or right? we'll go through some things. So um, we have the, you know, traditions, and and then we have the editions and manuscripts, and then you have all these extra writings. And then I don't think I don't think people understand. There's some of this stuff that people haven't even read, right? So or or know about, um, and so we'll mention some just so people would. Uh, uh, just so you will know that what 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 it is out there, right? Uh, so, if we go through 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 the editions and manuscripts, which is editions on how the Bible, you know, how the Bible has new editions, uh, even King James now has the new King James and, and and like that. Well, throughout history has been a whole different Bibles, and some of them have some of those editions. They have this extra literature in them, right? Uh, so we have the Sariah Bible. Um, they have uh, the Old Testament, uh, and and in the Old Testament, of course, they have the Pentateuch. They have the history books. Uh, they have the books of wisdom. In the books of wisdoms, they actually add a book called Otis or prayer. Or in, in other texts, that same book is called Prayer of Manasseh, right? I don't know if you're acquainted to that. Mm, I've heard. I don't know if you. Okay, so prayer of Manasseh. So that one, they they have it as proto proto canon, right? Which means that it's the work using public service and as basis of doctrine. So then they use that as a canonical basis of doctrine book, right? Um, but it is, but in reality, it is a questionable. Uh, Canonicity. So, even though it is questionable, they have it as, as, as it is in that in that in that tradition in that in the Sariac Bible. Yeah. Right. Uh, then uh, they also have uh, they have a, a section from from the Greek, uh, which we have. They have all the middle books, uh, more historical books. Uh, they have Tobit, Judith, First, Second, and Third Maccabees. Baruch, the letters of Jeremiah, the apocalypse of Baruch, uh, uh, and they have the Psalms of Solomon, and they have third and fourth Ezra, mm-hmm. right? So all of these are, are uh, some of these books are uh, additional material, right? That will fall in the line of additional material, especially the Maccabees 4, the Psalms of Solomon, the uh, Ezra 3 and 4, that's uh that will fall into uh, additional material, right? In that same uh, Bible, they also have uh, a Second Peter, a Second John, Third John, Jude, Revelation in an extra way of uh, of doing it, which will, that'll be triddle canon. Which those are works that are good for reading, but not used uh, in service or doctrine. So even though they added in that Bible, they don't use that as a service in like we like we use it right yeah 
So that's just an example of just a Sariah Bible, right? That's that's. Yeah, but some that, of those books survive even in the apocrypha. Huh? So yes, 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 because they're accepted in, in, into to those, right? Then you have the the Codex Sinaiticus. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. All right. So the Codex Sinaiticus, what they have, uh, basically, they have uh, a book that it, it, it is not a complete. Uh, because they have fragments of the books, uh, and so they don't they don't have they don't add a whole lot, uh, but they have fragments of it. They do add the Epistle of Barnabas. They add the Shepherd of of Hermas in there, and and they in that they they do they they view it as canonical, right? In uh, those extra books, they also have the Maccabees, Esther, Tobit, Judith. Uh, they have so they have all those extra books in in there as well. Then you have the the, the Cheltenham list. Um, they they have the the twelve minor prophets, um, which adds the same the prophets that we have, right? Uh, but the way they view it, they view that as a as works using public service and as basis of doctrine. Um, what they have as questionable kind of notion in their books is second John, third John, and second Peter. To them, that's not there's there's a debate that that it is uh uh canon, right? So they, they have it as as good, but they don't really use it for doctrine, they don't really rely on them for that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, so uh, I mean, the, the the list is long, right? Um, but I think it'll be it'll be kind of shorter if we go by tradition. The Anglican Church, uh, the Anglican Church have uh, the Apocrypha in in their in their scriptures, right? In their in their Bible, and, and so they have you know Ezra three and four, Tobias, Judith, in addition to Esther, uh, a, a book of wisdom. Jesus, the son of Sirach, uh, Baruch, uh, which is which is a letter of Jeremiah, uh, the prayer of Azariah, Susanna, Bel, and the dragon, prayer of Manasseh, and, and, and so they have, it has that those extra extra books and and they view those as that's the word that you the word of the day they view those as Deuteron canon, which are works used in public service, but not a basis of doctrine. Mm. That's the Ange- that's the Angelican Church, right? So uh, then we have the Assyrian Church of the East. The Assyrian Church of the East, they uh, they view the Book of Psalms uh, not as a basis of uh, uh, of doctrine, but they do uh, they use it in public service. And then they, they have the extra, they, they have, you know, some books of the Apocrypha, not all of them. Uh, they have Tobit, Judith, Maccabees, Letters of Jeremiah, Letters of Baruch, uh, and the Maccabees. They also have the Psalms of Solomon. Um, and, and so they, they right, then we have the, the Beta Israel, uh, which is a different tradition. They have the uh, a list of Deuteronomical. How do you say that again? 
Deuterocanonical. There you go. A list of that. Uh, and, and that is pretty much other books that we mentioned from the Apocrypha, but they had the Testament of Abraham, the Testament of Isaac, and the Testament of Jacob in them. Uh, then they have what, what they really revere as, as, uh, as a, an additional material, which is the conversations of Moses, death of Aaron, death of Moses, the precept of Shabbat. They have uh, another one called the magic of the disciples, uh, the apocalypse of jo Georgios, book of hours, father Elijah, book of angels, book of priests, homily on Abraham and Sarah in Egypt, the acts of Susanna, and in the beginning God created. They have, they have a book that is called in the beginning God created. Right, so I guess that would be like a Genesis uh, type of book. Uh, and so all of that is in the better Israel. So that's a lot of extra literature there. It's a lot of extra work there, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, you know, the, the Protestant Bible, we have 66, which is the, the, the 66 books that we have. And that's what is kind of for us. And we use that as a base of uh, a doctrine and as, you know, inspired word of God. We use it for everything, right? Um, or at least we try. Some people are now trying to say that the Old Testament doesn't really count for much, but um, that, that's, that's a dangerous ground to go. But anyways, so, uh, but we have all these other things. The Lutheran Church, they have the Apocrypha in um, in, in their, as, a, as, a, as their tradition, they, they, they sue, they, they do view it, uh, you know, as something they read in their, but they they don't use it as based on doctrine. They have Judith, Wisdom, uh, Tovid, Siraj, Baruch, the Maccabees, Suzanne, Bell and the Dragon. That sounds pretty cool, by the way. That Bell yeah. and the Dragon. Yeah, I haven't read that one. I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure that one out. Uh, they have the Prayer of Azariah and the Prayer of Manasseh. Um, I mean, there's a lot. I'm, we're going through. I'm, Picking some something that people would recognize, right? Um, but there's there's a, a list of traditions with different uh, books that have extra and how they view it. Um, then, of course, we have the Roman Catholic Church uh, that they have all these. But basically, a lot of the books are apocryphal in the in, in the middle between the old and the in the New Testament. Uh, we have the Orthodox, they have additional books in their in their, and they have an additional book of the Psalms of Solomon. They have the Maccabees, they have the Ezra three and four. Uh, they have some Ethiopian editions, which is the Baruch, the Enoch, first Enoch, the Jubilees, the Maccabeans. And so th there's two differences, by the way. There's the Maccabees the, and then the Maccabeans. There's two different literatures, right? Uh, and, and so they they hold uh, the four Maccabees and then first, second, and third Maccabean. Okay. And so that's uh, that's in the Orthodox uh, church, right? So so you have all of that. And then you have the Samaritan uh, Pentateuch. In the Samaritan Pentateuch, where they basically just have the first five books, and then they have uh, 
the book of Joshua. That's all they see as 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 their Bible, as their canon. Um, so they don't have any extra. They just take a whole lot out of it, right? Um, they don't they don't consider the the whole Old uh, Testament except uh, the first six books, and that's it. And, and Joshua, they don't even view it as as uh, the, the book of Joshua. They just view it as additional material. Mm. Right. Yeah. So then and we have the, the. I'm sorry. That's the tradition of the Sadducees. The same. That's the well. Yeah. Back, yeah. The Samaritans. The Samaritan Pentateuch. Yeah. They never saw the. the they never rec- recognized the, the rest of the Old Testament. And and we can see that in the in the theological conversation that Jesus had with the women at the well, yeah. right? Yeah. So. So yeah, that's 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 that, right? Then the, there is a you have we we have the Dead Sea Scrolls, which those are popular. I think a lot of people will know know about those, right? Um, and in there they have uh, the Book of Enoch. Uh, the epistles of Jeremiah. They have some, some, some. It's not complete. Um, they, they. It's either damaged or, or missing parts of it. Uh, in in the Dead Sea Scrolls, but they have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. They have the first uh, five books. They have the Book of Jubilee. Um, then they have the twelve prophets, minor prophets. Uh, they have the Book of Enoch. They have a complete Book of Enoch. It's, it's, for some reason, uh, that book was complete, and the book of Daniel was complete. And then the rest of the stuff that they have is just uh, damaged or missing. And that's just, uh, that is basically uh, viewed through tradition. All these people accept different books and different literature, and the way they view it is is different to some. Some they view it as just, it makes a part of it, uh, and, and some of this literature even makes a part of the public reading, but they don't view it as uh, doctrinal, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, and if we go to the editions and manuscripts, um, uh, the, they have the Christian Community Bible, right? In the Christian Community Bible, they have uh, Tobit, Judith, Baruch, Wisdom, Sirach. Those are extra writings uh, that, that, that they added in, in, in the Maccabees in there. And, and of course, in the Christian Community Bible, um, they don't have the New Testament in that one. Um, then, we, then we have the Vetus Latina. This is the Latin, the Latin Bible, right? Uh, that one has a... An, an extra book called The Apocalypse of John. That's how they name Revelations. Right? It's not an extra book, but that's how they name Revelations. That's pretty much, uh, they don't have any extra. That's pretty much what we have, right? It's just the way they view it is different um, because they view uh, some of these works not as, uh, as a public reading, but not as doctrinal. Uh, then we have, let me see what the New England translation of the Septuagint. They uh, they have uh, a book called uh, Judith, Tobit, the Maccabees, 
prayers of Manessa, the wisdom of Solomon, uh, Baruch, letters of uh, Jeremiah, Susanna, and of course, Belly the Dragon seems to make it in all these extra, extra writings, right? Uh, so th those are just uh, editions, and, and some of the editions uh, of the Bible as, as the time has, has passed through, right? Then we have all these documents, which are extra writings. And, and so there's a list, and, and, and here's where things get crazy. You know, we're going to find in this list a whole bunch of things that some, a lot of these things are her heretical, right? Uh, we have uh, the Bryonios list. Um, in the Bryonios list, they have uh, they have uh, pretty much books of the Bible, um, but they have an extra book of Ezra in there. Uh, I think that's more of a historical thing than anything. Um, then we have the Mar the Martian of Sinop or Sinop. Uh, the interesting about that list uh, is that they have a non-canonical, they, they, they consider non-canonical uh, uh, the books of the Torah. Uh, basically, the whole Old Testament to them is non-canonical, which is, you know, yeah, that's, that's crazy, right? Um, and so... Uh, but they, and what they, the only thing they consider canonical is Luke, Galatians, Corinthians, Thessalonians. Uh, they have a they have a book called uh, which is the Ephesians, but they call it Laodiceans. Uh, they have the Colossians, Philippians, and Philemon, and that's that's all they consider um, as canon. All right. Gonna, <laughs> so, so you have all this 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 these extra things that, that throughout history, you have a whole bunch of uh, uh, crazy amounts of, uh, of literature, right? Even, even the London Baptist Confession, um, they have the Apocrypha in their, uh, uh, in their, in their canon, right? Um, but they do have it as expli explicitly non-canonical, but they add it in there. Uh, which, which is other Ezra's, Tobiah, Judith, rest of Esther, the Book of Wisdom, Jesus, the son of Sirach. Uh, they have Baruch, the prophet, the son of three children. I don't know which three children are those. <laughs> um, the story of Suzanne, Bell and the Dragon, Prayer of Manasseh, and the Maccabees. So, so uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff here and, and there's a lot of stuff that I'm not going through. I'm not mentioning, uh, we could probably, uh, if anybody's interested, we could probably uh, put a list together and, and, and divide it in, in, in groups so they can, they can see it or they can download it if they're interested in yeah. seeing this stuff. Right. Uh, but, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's a lot, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of lists and I'm sure you, I'm sure I'm, I'm going through some things that I'm not mentioning that you have, right. Um, so one thing I wanted to point out was that Bell and the Dragon popped up a lot. Um, so the Naked Bible podcast did an episode about that. They also did an episode, more than one, about the Book of Enoch, um, which if anyone's interested, they can check that out. Yeah, I think, 
They can go check out those guys, yeah. Um, but another thing that is um, for people who are maybe just struggling to read the Bible as it is, <laughs> I yeah. mean, a lot of this is just noise, right? It's just. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, uh, the, the reality is that if you're not reading your Bible, why would you want to go read something that is not, that is not going to a canon to start to start off and and something that is probably going to confuse you more than anything because a lot of this stuff um it, it's written according to their culture and their customs and it's not the same it, it, so it, it might it, even though our bible itself is is weird if you take it just as it is right you have to understand the cultural context behind it but this would be way off for some for some people too. Yeah. All right. So um I would I would definitely uh I would definitely recommend for people to stick with their Bibles first. Right. And and it and if you read extra literature, don't allow this extra literature to question your your um the reality of what the scripture is. Um right and, and just take it as, as it's just extra reading. I mean People read a whole bunch of other literature that makes no sense sometimes. So, yeah. So this, the, the, some of this literature is good. It's, it's really good literature, though. It, it it opens your eyes to a um, to to an ancient world that we don't know, we don't understand, and it helps you understand it a little bit better. Yeah, I think if you're uh, if you get into Bible study and Bible reading, it, sometimes you can hit a plateau where you it you're just kind of stale with it. And things like this can really open your eyes to how the authors thought, how they lived, and give you that deeper understanding. Um, yes. So we'll have in the show notes a couple, all these examples and a few more. Um, one interesting thing to note is that a lot of these works are quoted in the Bible, or sometimes the Bible will reference an external source, like, there's a bunch in the in the book of Kings where it says things like, isn't it also written in the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah or the book of Jasher? And I don't think we have those books anymore, but um, some of these that we do have, is do we put a higher importance on them if they're quoted in the uh, Bible? We, we do. I, I, I believe we do. They as you can see, as you can see, they read them and they they uh, like in the books of Kings and Chronicles, those were accounts, right? Um, they gave the Chronicles, they gave they gave dates, uh, they gave things that they're accurate and it proves the text. Uh, so so I do consider good for reading, right? Um, but there are also uh, there are also books that the Apostle Paul quoted and mentioned uh, that he went against it mm. and he himself said not to for the church not to read those books right uh, uh of course i don't have a list right now right on the top of my head but but he did mention because paul was very um uh, defending the faith he was good at defending the faith he was making sure that people were not uh being deceived by different beliefs so he does mention some works um and then we have uh, Jude that mentions, uh, and, and Peter for that matter, uh, they mention some stuff from the book of Enoch, 
Yeah. Um, Paul also addresses an issue, uh, a small brief issue from the Book of Enoch as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and he quotes uh, in a couple of places some Greek poets, or when he writes to Titus, he, he quotes some meme or uh, proverb, right, about Cretans. Yeah. Yes. So it's just another example of how this stuff influenced their writing. Yeah, and, and, and look, there's no better exposition to me of the Apostle Paul than the uh, Sermon at Marcion, mm. right? If you understood what he was doing, you understood that he was not ignorant to the philosophies of his time. He was well-read. He understood it. And he quotes their own philosophy to rebuke their um, uh, their belief system, right? So basically, he quotes their own their own works, their own writing works to um, uh, to make a point uh, for Christ. Uh, and, and if you guys haven't read that, go read it again and understand why what kind of there were two predominant philosophies in that time. And Paul makes it clear that he knows what he's talking about. And so from a philosophical, um, from a philosophical viewpoint, uh, there's no better work in the New Testament than what Paul did there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, another thing to note is that, and this could be a whole other podcast, but uh, <laughs> we, we do need to develop some kind of a discernment for what things line up theologically with the Bible and what doesn't. Yes. Because if you search for ancient literature, you might come across a lot more stuff. Like it, there's some Egyptian texts out there, right? And yes. You, well, yes. Moses was Egyptian. Well, but it there's there's a reason that stuff yes. never ended up in his writings, right? Yes. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm reading, actually, as a matter of fact, I'm reading a couple of uh, uh, Egyptian literature. Um, uh, now, the reason why I read it, I don't read it to take it as a, as a literature that is um, that is inspired by any means at all. But it helps me understand the cultural context. And when, when you understand their cultural context, you understand that it was the same as the people of Israel in that time, right? And you see how the people of Israel became idolaters because of that uh, influence of the... Um, of that culture in, in their time. And so it, it, it helps me understand what they mean by certain things, by certain rituals that they did, by certain, um, how they view the world, how they view uh, the jobs that they, that, that they held and how being a shepherd in the Egyptian world was like the lowest of the low, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so, so yeah, I, I recommend for people to go and, and, especially if they're not reading the Bible, to go uh, get into all this other extra stuff. Um, and, and, and if you do, before you do, then uh, pray. Pray to the Lord that he will give you uh, wisdom and discernment as you, as you go through those texts. Right. So um, what about modern, more modern things? I mean, there's been an explosion in the amount of written word in the last half a millennia. I mean, we have commentaries and 
self-help books now <laughs> a lot of it is yeah. junk, to be quite honest yeah it um, is it is and that but there, goes back and, to the discernment question but yeah and and there there is some some really good stuff out there right uh depending on on how how you view it right because i think the biggest issue that we have today uh in our day and time is that we are living in 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 in, in a world, in a culture that, uh, that we're victims. I mean, everybody has this victim mentality that somehow you are um, oppressed. Uh, somehow you are dealing with something. And, and so it has opened a market uh, for people to, uh, instead of, uh, you know, sticking with the Bible says and writing something from there, they stick with one uh, one way which is to make you feel better right without giving you a solution really to to how to do it they just say uh it, it, their solution never points to christ uh as the only way their solution is uh is in you is is well very uh self-centered and and unfortunately there's a lot of uh people that are supposed to be people of god that have, they have fallen into that it's a lot of mysticism going on there's a lot of writings about stuff like that, right? That, that to be honest, it should fall more into fantasy than religion genre. Yeah. Um, but and so we have to be careful with that. And I know that there's some bestsellers out there, right? That uh, the great I am, it's like you know, I am. Uh, it, that is that is only for for God, not for uh, for me. But we take it to a whole different thing, you know, and. And, and, and uh, we have to be careful. We have to have discernment when it comes to that. Um, but uh, outside of that, there are some very good um, writings. Uh, there's some men of God that um, that have written expositions uh, of, of certain scriptures, and, and it's eye-opening, right? It's, it's their gift. I mean, God has gifted them to be teachers, and, uh, and, and we are blessed by their gift, by, by God. Uh, that they're able to do that and we can benefit from that. But we have to have discernment and we have to have a foundation. We have to understand that uh, the only way is Jesus and nothing else. And we have to understand, um, we have to understand who I am as, 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 human, as human, who is God. Uh, and we are at a very opposite ends. Um, and we have to come to the realization that the only way for us uh to have anything is that we have to become completely dependent on God. There is nothing about us that, that on our on our own that is going to rescue us, that is going to help us, that is going to do anything. We have to be totally depending on God, um, and and then understanding those foundations, right? That I am human, and so therefore I'm sinful, and I'm completely. Um, uh, uh, in 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 I'm completely at odds, a war against God, and I have to surrender. And I understand that if I'm going to do anything or be anything, it has to come from his, from my total dependency on Him, because it's all about Him. And then we we can move forward from there and and have a a good foundation, which is a hard thing to do in this culture because it's all about me. It's all about what I can do, my accomplishments. Um, and I don't want to get too preachy here about that, right? But uh, 
But our, our literature and what we read is influenced by selfness, by this selfish, selfness thing, right? And we have to have a foundation and understanding um, about the sovereignty of God and, 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 and know our place. And once we realize that, then we can grow mm. and we can have uh, discernment. It is interesting because, you know, there's several places where in the New Testament where they will quote or paraphrase the Old Testament, not directly quote it, but they paraphrase or they comment. Um, and we don't know if it's a quote from some other writing or if they're just expounding, you know. And a lot of modern authors kind of do that same thing where they'll they speak biblically you know it's like when christians speak you kind of recognize it as biblical but it's not a direct quote yeah. or something that has i've always thought was interesting is when they quote the old testament but the septuagint version like is that does that mean now the septuagint is <laughs> yeah. the same level as the original hebrew you know so there's this spirit involved in the process Yes, um, and I, maybe on another episode we'll cover exegesis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think the biggest problem is that exegesis, right? We what we most people do is eisegesis, which is basically uh, what I want to hear. <laughs> we basically grab a text and make it fit our our viewpoint. Um, and, we should do a, uh, an episode about that, yeah. uh, but 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 that's that's what we do, right? We we grab a text, we uh, want to uh, make it say what I think it says, and, and and even people that are preaching and teaching doing this this stuff is is dangerous, because then um, what if it doesn't happen the way you said it? Um, because you're trying to make something fit or what a lot of times our pride gets the best of us and we want to quote scripture because everybody's quoting scripture and it's way out of uh, uh out of context right yeah and so so we run into those dangers uh in in, in the christian world where where we grab these scriptures and so the to understand how the old the new testament writers did it uh there's two ways and this covers part of exegesis right um there is direct quotes that they make, and there's assertions that they make, right? Um, and, and so you got to know the difference between those things. Uh, when it's a direct quote, then you can say, okay, the theological idea is the same because it's a direct quote. When it's an assertion, then you have to figure out what he's talking about in the Old Testament, figure out what theological idea is in the Old Testament, and try to define if it's the same theological uh, idea that the New Testament writing is following when he makes that assertion of the Old Testament, that's, which is not it. Yeah, that's the, you have to, uh, the book of John, right? Uh, and, and I think um, uh, Dr. Heiser does a really good uh, 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 exposition on this. In the book of John, John never makes uh, a direct quote of the Old Testament, but he makes thousands of hundreds of uh, assertions, right? He, yeah. he, and so, so now you have to figure out, okay, what is he? Is he taking the theological viewpoint of the Old Testament 
Or does he have his own theological viewpoint that he's using an example from the Old Testament to expand on his theological view? And that is exegesis. You have to figure that out. Right? You have to go and you have to pray and you have to be careful when you do that kind of work and and, and do that. But and so so there's a there's a difference when when there's a direct quote than when it's not because then you have to look at it what the author of the New Testament is doing with the text. Yeah. Right. And 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 so. But the reality is that the New Testament is an inspired commentary of the Old Testament. So we can't get rid of the Old Testament. I don't care <laughs> how much you, yeah, I don't care how much people try, right? I, I've heard a, a very popular um, um, speaker, very popular pastor actually saying that the way it should disconnect the Old Testament, we shouldn't even worry about mm. it. Let's stick with the Old Testament. And this is a, a mega church pastor. And I'm like, man, how can you do that when everybody in the New Testament their whole theological viewpoint is the Old Testament, right? That yeah. the people from the New Testament, everything is is they're either quoting or making, you know, um, is snippets of the Old Testament. Their, their foundation is there, and, and so um, we cannot separate the the two. Uh, and if you want to understand Revelations. Um, man, you better go back to the Old Testament and go to Daniel's, go to uh, all these other uh, books of, uh, in the Old Testament, right? Where uh, the, where where John makes uh, a lot of connections. Yeah, there's a definitely a danger in that because if you disconnect the heritage, those writings, then you lose the context, you lose a lot of that meaning, and then you just make up whatever you want. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and you have a whole. Um, uh, you want you don't even have half of the story. Yeah. Uh, you you you're missing out on the identity of God Himself. You find that in the Old Testament because God Himself, He Himself says and describes His character. Uh, we can read that in in Exodus, right? When He Himself talks about his own character. Um, and, and so but when you disconnect the Old Testament, man, you're missing out on, 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 uh, on a lot, right? Uh, you're missing out how Jesus is important because of the Old Testament. Without the Old Testament, you wouldn't understand how a grasp of concept of everything is. The story is incomplete. Yeah. That might be a really good way to wrap this up. <laughs> Yes, yes, that is good. Yeah, um, it is important for us. I like that you said, you know, it's all about the identity of God. He, he chose certain people to write and compile his word, and he shaped their lives yes. with not only circumstance, but with other writings. Yes. By and large, these were all highly educated people for their day, even for our day. And it's all these deuterocanonical there's that big word, <laughs> writings, <laughs> that uh, that helped to shape them. So, yeah. Hey, look, to, to finish this off, right, um, just as God changed all these people from generation to generation, um, he can change your life as well. Um, and so stick with the Bible. Uh get in it and understand who your God is and allow his word to change your life. Amen. All right. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Until, until next time. Yep. Catch you all later. Thanks. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today in rediscovering the Bible. 
More information, including study notes, can be found at rtb.para.church. If you have any questions about this episode or content you would like us to cover, send an email to rtb at cypressfellowship.org. RTB as in Rediscovering the Bible. Good day and God bless you.